Beth and I'm a psychological wellbeing practitioner from Newcastle. I just wanted to say the biggest thank you to the contributors of the Clinical Psychologist Collective book. I've enjoyed reading this so much and loved having an insight into the range of backgrounds and experiences people have prior to applying for the doctorate and it's been really interesting seeing the potential barriers to the application as well and how I can try and work around this. I really started to doubt myself and whether I was good enough to apply for the clinical psychology doctorate but this has really given me the confidence boost that I needed to give it a shot so the biggest thank you ever. If you're looking to become a psychologist Then let this be your guide With this podcast at your side You'll be on your way to being qualified It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast With Dr. Marianne Trent Hi, welcome along to the Aspiring Psychologist podcast. I am Dr. Marianne Trent and I'm a qualified clinical psychologist. Now, if you are a regular listener or watcher, you might notice that A, the sound doesn't sound quite as good as it usually does. And B, if you are watching on YouTube, you might notice that I'm in a different location. Um, Guilty as charged on both counts. And actually I'm probably doing the opposite of what I'm going to tell you to do in this episode. So this episode is all about living your best life as an aspiring psychologist or a mental health professional, because it's really important that we do in order to help us to manage the ebb and flow and the hustle and bustle and the kind of take, take nature that our jobs can feel like. So I am on tour currently. Um, I am on holiday, it's October half term, and I am, I'd say, living some of my best life here, really. So where is here exactly? And if you're on YouTube, shall I show you where here is? So if you're listening, um, and even if you're watching, what I'm doing is I'm showing you uh, the estuary uh, view from this window, um, from the office window, which is just wonderful. Um, I will level with you that this is the second time I've recorded this podcast episode. So for some reason, um, the microphone wasn't working. And when I came to edit it, um, it had no sound. And a podcast with no sound is many things, but it's not a podcast. Um, And unless you're really good at lip reading, you're not going to get very much from that at all. So um, when I was recording it earlier, there was a windsurfer out there distracting me in the most joyful of ways. A slightly less joyful distraction is that in the house next door, they're having a refurb. And so if you can hear banging and clanging, that is what that is. So, um, yes, why am I doing the episode today? So the episode kind of came to me um, because I just had a great day yesterday. Really great. Um, And I was uh, just out and about on a kayak uh, with my husband um, in the afternoon. So a really lovely time, it's a beautifully sunny day and just really making me reflect on the last time I'd been on a kayak with him, um, which was I think in 2010. It's been a long time, you know, when you've got young children, it's kind of 
kind of hard to kayak, but we left them home with the grandparents yesterday. Um, and so, yeah, they were happy playing Roblox, whatever it is they were doing, um, whilst we were out kayaking um, about and about. So we are on holiday this week. We are in Muddyford in, um, where is it? Christchurch in Dorset. And it's lovely. Um, as we were walking today, I saw a sign that said something along the lines of Christchurch, where time is pleasant. And I me and my husband were like, time is pleasant? Is pleasant really a word that we use when things are really, really good? Or is it when things are like, fine? <laughs> um, but yes, if I, um, I was trying to decide whether if I lived here and this was the view from my window, whether I'd be super, super productive because I'd always want to sit at my desk or whether I would just end up laying down on the sofa <laughs> with a similarly glorious view and not get very much done at all. Um, so as I do sit here, I think, oh, I wrote a book here, it would be just a lovely, lovely view. Um, so when I was um, writing the Aspiring Psychologist Collective and doing the editing for that, um, I went away with a week for a weekend with my friends and before they arrived I sat and overlooked the most, most beautiful Malvern Hills view and that was really inspiring. So I'm all about the view um, and that's one of my top tips really is, you know, if you are feeling a bit bogged down by life and the views around you, then could you get out and about um, to even have a day of looking at something a little bit more awe-inspiring. So I wrote a piece for the media um, a while ago that suggested that when we're seeing and experiencing awe-inducing things, that we have a better quality of life. So where could you look in your life um, to even have low cost or so it might be going to a forest you know with really big tall trees where you can kind of just appreciate the difference in size and how long it would have taken for those trees to grow so tall um, or it might be going out to see some water um, you know big strong winds today definitely wouldn't have been kayaking today although my little boy did want to go kayaking we thought he was not quite that safe um, oh, you'll be pleased to know our favourite uh, windsurfer is back. Let me see if I can show you. Um, there he is. So, he obviously took a little bit of a break. We want to have some hot chocolate and warmed up. Another lovely comforting thing that you can also do. So, um, for those of you listening, what I'm doing is I'm showing um, a lovely man on his white and blue water. Water, what is it? A water surfer, is it? Wind surfer, wind surfer. So as he whips about now, I'm sure he will distract me in the most wonderful of ways. Um, but yeah, I went uh, wind surfing in 2010. It was very, very difficult. Um, I went on one of those Nielsen holidays, had an absolutely brilliant time. Um, so that was when I was just about starting my third year of doctoral training. Um, so yeah, very, very much recommend going out and doing some active things if you can um, to help you 
yeah, get through whatever you've got going on in your life now. But it's really important that we are living some of our best life, um, ideally, um, even when we're waiting to kind of get to where you think might be the good stuff, where all the good stuff happens. We need to be enjoying life along the way too. Uh, one of my next top tips is when you get a new diary for the year, this is mine, I favour an A4 diary, I like lots of room, um, is to think about best case scenario and if you could get all of your choice of annual leave, um, what would you want? Um, and make sure that you are ideally booking it if you're part of a team um, or if you are self-employed like me, that you're just taking it out of there. Um, as, as not available for bookings because it's really, really nice actually when you are doing client work and you're looking for the next available appointment and then you flick past, you know, annual leave and you think, oh yes, oh I have got that thing coming up, oh brilliant. So I tend to put all of my social things into my work diary as well to give me like a little bit of a boost as well um, when I'm flicking through the diary I think oh yeah that thing's coming up oh I'm really looking forward to that that'll be really good um, to help bolster where you're at now so um, yeah that's something you might like to consider but it's really important to me as a parent that I'm having time with the children when they're on half-term breaks so um, even before the half-term holidays and the school term dates get published what I do is I am earmarking those I'm looking on the um, local government website to look for the term times and making sure that where possible I book out um, as much time as I can to be off um, with the children during half terms um, so that I can have a good break um, sorry about the noise next door uh, so that I can decompress you know because we carry a heavy load in the work that we do and so making sure that we're able to maximize our time off is really key and um, of course we don't always want to be aware from home sometimes it's nice just to have downtime to be at home and to enjoy you know this space that you've created you know and have a little bit of R&R um, &R from right where you sit and right where you live so it's not all about rushing out and spending money but it's about having time to just relax and to do the things you like to do, might that be naps, could be, I absolutely used to love a nap, um, or just to go out um, for walks in your local area, um, or a little bit further afield, you know, you could head to the, to the seaside for a day and have fish and chips, you know, small pleasures can be very richly rewarding indeed. So don't think that life is suddenly going to become glorious when you're qualified you know we need to be working hard to create a life that you're enjoying along the way um, and then of course we hope that the same continues when you are qualified trying my best to dodge the incredibly noisy noises um, but if it goes on for much longer I might just need to plow on through regardless um, so yeah as I said before this is the second time I've recorded this and so um, I think the light is probably more favorable now it was a little bit sunny earlier it was in my eyes um, but it might mean that we have a slightly shorter podcast episode as well because I've done it all already <laughs> I know where I'm gonna go and also quite keen to go and sit downstairs and have a cup of tea so um yeah get your diary fill it in request the leave you know and if you're part of a team it might well mean that you've got to negotiate 
what you're going to have. But it's really important that we're not just you know, saving all our leave until the end of the leave year. Often in the NHS, that will run until the end of March, beginning of April. But we don't want you to be having, you know, just lots of fallow time um, in in the new year. It's important to try and spread out that leave as much as you can. And I know that um, bank holidays are likely prorated, and they certainly were when I was in the NHS. But please use your leave not just in one go um, please try to make sure that you're using it to enrich your life your soul your spirit everything about you so that you're not just totally burned out all the time and we need to think about um, the power of evenings and weekends and holiday as well so it's where I'm being a bad girl because I'm working on my holiday but I'm choosing to work on my holiday because it matters to me that you guys have a new podcast episode to look forward to each week as well because I know that many of you um, have this as part of your weekly routine and thank you from the bottom of my heart if that does describe you. Um, so yeah, using your evenings and weekends and when I first got together with my husband he was like, why don't you have more hobbies? why do you not do more things and I was like well I like a bit of Pilates I like chatting with my friends I like going out for dinner I like naps naps are a key hobby and if you are lucky enough to still have naps in your life um, perhaps you don't yet have children or you <laughs> you have some ma ma magical method of ignoring them so that you can nap um, Please let me know. Tag me when you've had a really good nap, won't you? Um, come and talk to me about your naps on the Aspiring Psychologist community on Facebook. Um, yeah, I love a good nap. I love a good nap. Um, my in-laws are currently asleep right now <laughs> on the sofa downstairs because they've come away with us. That was noisy. That was noisy. That's not them snoring. That's not them snoring. That is the um, the work people next door. Um, so yeah, try to make sure that you've got things to look forward to in your evenings and weekends, but don't over cram them. Just because there's a gap in your social calendar doesn't mean you need to fill it. So I'm trying to adopt the kind of the concept of not booking more than two things over a week. Um, to do because they'll just be burned out, you know, and um, it's tricky to do anyway because the children seem to relentlessly have football, I was going to say football rehearsal, <laughs> um, football practice and training and actual matches and stuff. So, yeah, gone are the days where my weekends are my own anyway. But, um, yeah, I was really just, I enjoy my work, you know. Um, and I did as an aspiring psychologist. So if you're not really enjoying your work as an aspiring psychologist, it might be an idea to reflect on how different you envisage qualified life to be when you get there. Because in my experience, they're not vastly different. You know, I do more media now. I do um, obviously write books and things and I do podcasts. But my day to day work isn't that different, really. Um, and so, yeah, think about where you might be able to crank up the joy, um, perhaps using um, supervision to think about creating more opportunities within your work to do the things that you really, really do enjoy. It might be useful. Um, so um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break here um, and I'll be back along very soon. If you're looking to become a psychologist 
My name is Diakolola Amujam. I am a recent psychology graduate from Ireland. I am also an aspiring clinical psychologist. Dr. Marion's book, The Clinical Psychologist Collective, has been so helpful to me on this journey to becoming a clinical psychologist. As I plan to continue postgraduate studies in the UK, I found it extremely useful that this book provided in-depth information on the UK DeClinSci application process. I enjoyed reading about the experiences of both qualified and trainee clinical psychologists. The various narratives were my favorite part of the book as everyone's story was different and it provided amazing insights into the clinical psychology journey. I would definitely recommend this book to anyone interested in psychology and aspires to become a clinical psychologist. coming back to me um, and hope you found this first half useful so far. Um, so yeah, in the first half we were thinking about the blank diary and the power of evenings and weekends. Um, I was also um, chatting to somebody today actually who's gone straight from um, being an aspiring psychologist and working really long hours with zero downtime and zero annual leave um, to go straight to doctoral training and finding that after teaching block and kind of hustling and jostling to form cohort relationships and expectations from the university, as, as well as new placement um, expectations and pressures, both self-imposed and um, supervisor-imposed, finding they're feeling a bit burned out already, which is really, really tricky. And so I really do advocate using your diary to think, well, if I were to get on to doctoral training this year, what could my summer look like? What could I afford to, how long could I afford to potentially not work for? Or could I use some of my annual leave to take before I finish to make sure I have a really enjoyable break? So when I started training, as, as you might know already, because I talk about it quite a lot, um, I'd had just the most wonderful summer. I'd been um, away backpacking with a friend in Spain and Morocco. Um, and then I came back and finished off my um, work in the service I was working in and then went away to India for five weeks too. And also, I seem to recall, I went to Barcelona with a very big group of assistant psychologists. Um, I think we already knew we were going to be on training at that point and it was just such fun until I got mugged. But even then, on the other side of that, it was such fun. We had a great time. Um, and so it was just a really wonderful summer. And so I really came to clinical training just energized, enthusiastic, tanned, <laughs> happy, um, you know, living my best life. 
and really excited for this next stage. So, um, yeah, where could you imagine or hope or dream that you might spend this summer if this is your summer before you go on to doctoral training? So, yeah, dare to dream. And um, just before the first time I recorded this podcast episode, there's a book here just behind me called The Best Moment of Your Life. And it's about, um, it's about, it's a hundred stories it's a bit of a collective actually hundred stories um written by people who have had you know really amazing moments and one of them the first story is actually something that i've already done which i thought was incredible so i haven't had a chance to look through it really but it's about um someone who went to varanasi in um in india and um lit these little candles and then put them out across the ganges and you do that with a kind of mindful hope um a connection to people that you loved and lost and um to for your hopes and dreams in future and so i've done that and it was really it was like a really nice spiritual thing to do um so that was really nice that made me reflect upon some of the other really lovely things i've done as well um like going to australia and driving around the world's largest sand island which is fraser island um and you know encouraging the dingoes not to steal our barbecue and pitching a tent um and sleeping out there and sleeping under the stars in the far desert um and riding a camel which i talk about in the aspiring psychologist collective book um and um what other things uh hanging out in thailand and swimming with dusky dolphins in new zealand like and all of these were you know things that i've done whilst being an aspiring psychologist you know so in chunks of time that i've taken um to go out there and see the world but also nourish my soul you know and actually i don't know if i'd be here without doing that because on the days that are tricky i've very much drawn on many of those experiences so how could you do the things that nourish your soul you know that might be dancing it might be singing it might be traveling it might be eating great food or cooking great food or spending time with people you really enjoy spending time with so how can you look to do that because all work and no play makes life not feel very enriching um so yeah that was a loud noise how can you do that as well um and we need to make sure we're looking forward to things so having things to look forward to so for example comedy com for, so for example comedy gigs maybe i was supposed to be going to john richardson um tomorrow but we had to cancel because it had originally been scheduled for the pandemic and then it had been rolled forward and moved to a date i couldn't do so we had to refund it which was a shame but yeah i might well look to think what other comedy gigs i can get booked in um trips to see friends um meals in restaurants i'd like to go to um you know family i might like to catch up with um i've got um, a shopping trip with a couple of different friends university friends and um psychology 
undergraduate friends. Um, yeah, so what can you do that might enrich your life and help decompress, you know, take off some of the pressure from this pressure cooker of life that we get when we are working as a mental health profession or any, any kind of role where you're supporting and caring about others. And along those lines, I would say it's really important to use supervision as well. And we could use supervision to look forward as well and to think about when you you know where you might like to go you know and we can also use any yearly appraisal to think about what experiences you might like to have to you know shape you and direct you and point you in the direction that you want to go um don't be afraid to say that you're not thinking this is going to be your forever job you know it's absolutely okay to want to go to different places so perhaps you want to be senior PWP or a senior assistant psychologist or perhaps you want to get your first kind of assistant psychologist role for example or research assistant role and I would say I hope you're in an environment where you're able to be honest about that and they can help support you um, to get to this next step of the rung of the ladder which is going to be so useful for you. Um, so this is a slightly brief episode and it was originally <laughs> I think we came in about 29 minutes before, but there was more distraction available with more windsurfing discussion opportunities. Um, the, we've had more, more of a focus. The, the, the last episode was a little bit a little bit woolly and a little bit too relaxed, whereas now I was slightly annoyed <laughs> when I started this because I can't believe I filmed an entire podcast and there was no sound and I checked it and everything. <laughs> um, but yes. Um, I came and did a redo and if there's no sound this time then frankly you're just gonna have to listen to no sound and to try and work out what I was saying um, but yeah I've done away with the airpods and you might have slightly worse sound and also quite a lot of noise to put up with and you might be able to hear the buffeting wind as I sit here in this office room looking out at the wonderful estuary views so yeah if you found this useful then please come and discuss it with me on socials tell me about your naps as well I'm very excited by naps even when they're not my own um yeah and talk to me about your hobbies and your pastimes come and discuss it with me on the aspiring psychologist community brackets free group that's on facebook um and yeah uh, if you would welcome some more support um then come along to um the aspiring psychologist membership details in the show notes and also the day this episode is released is um, Halloween, the 31st of October. And so we've got a live Q&A, compassionate Q&A across my socials as well. Um, do bear in mind if you're joining on Twitter, I can't see your comments um, live. So perhaps come along, um, Dr. Marianne Trent, most other places, but also on Facebook um, for Good Thinking Psychological Services too. Um, so um, yeah, come and see me. Um, ask me questions let me answer them for you um, and bearing in mind there's a competition running until midnight um, on the 31st of October as well more details for how you can win a one-to-one -one with me um, are available to you at www.goodthinkingpsychology.co.uk forward slash my hyphen books um, and you can see all the details there that you need to know. Um, but yes, thank you for joining me. I'm going to go and hope there's some sound on this episode. Maybe see if I can get a little bit of a glass of wine on the go. Maybe it's a little bit of a random Wednesday afternoon off work. Um, and yeah, look forward to the fish and chips that we're having for tea tonight, which I've 
which I seem to be aware have got rather good reviews on the local GP. So yes, I hope you found this useful. I hope you found it inspiring. Give yourself permission to allow yourself to do the things that make you smile and enrich your soul because it's going to be so important along the journey. Hope you found it useful. Thank you for being part of my world and I'll look forward to catching up with you for our next episode, which is available to you from 6am on Monday. Take care. If you're looking to become a psychologist Then let this be your guide With this podcast at your side You'll be on your way to being qualified It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast With Dr. Marianne Trent My name is Diakalola Amujo. I am a recent psychology graduate from Ireland. I am also an aspiring clinical psychologist. Dr. Marion's book, The Clinical Psychologist Collective, has been so helpful to me on this journey to becoming a clinical psychologist. As I plan to continue postgraduate studies in the UK, I found it extremely useful that this book provided in-depth information on the UK DeClinSci application process. I enjoyed reading about the experiences of both qualified and trainee clinical psychologists. The various narratives were my favorite part of the book, as everyone's story was different and it provided amazing insights into the clinical psychology journey. I would definitely recommend this book to anyone interested in psychology and aspires to become a clinical psychologist.